so dynamic, so magnetic, so effervescent, so full of energy and vitality. Is it Herman? No. Is it Sherman? No. Is it Eddie? Is it Freddie? Oh, no, no, no. Is it Hart? Is it Schaffner? Is it Marx, perhaps? Oh, you'll never, never guess it. Don't snap your cap. Is just Miss Judy Garland. Here's the little gal who's earned a number one priority in your pinup department, both in your barracks wall and in your heart, Judy Garland. Clang, clang, clang went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Zing, zing, zing went my heartstrings. From the moment I saw him, I fell. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Old Time Radio. This is Mindy, and you're listening to The Judy Garland Show. Next in our series is Judy's role as Mistress of Ceremonies for Mail Call, aired April 11th, 1945. It opens with a great musical number by Judy, and later on you get a great funny skit between her and Bob Hope. And it also features acts such as Carmen Cavallera and the Mary Max. 1945 was actually an interesting time for Judy. She would end up marrying director Vincent Minnelli in June of 1945, so only a couple of months after this performance. And that union would, of course, result in one child, Liza Minnelli, who took after both parents. It's weird. She looks like both of them. It was funny to read how they interacted on the set of Meet Me in St. Louis. He was brought in to kind of save it from what sounded like a horrible plot of like some kind of like soft revenge story or something. It was really weird. And he was very good at picking out what exactly would work best in the storyline and focus on that. And that's what he did to save Meet Me in St. Louis. He he liked to rehearse a lot and try different approaches. And Judy didn't like that because she, she didn't understand it at first. She was also acting very temperamental. She was having the insomnia issues. Mary Astor went to her at one point and said, you used to be a trooper. You used to be, you know, great to work with. We're all sitting there waiting for you to grace us with your presence. And it just immediately crumpled her face and she was just teary. And she's like, I can't sleep, Mary, I can't sleep. And once she kind of got on board with what her character was, and then she sort of broke the ice with Vincent Minnelli and started to work better with him. She really threw herself into the role, and that's how we ended up with the classic that we have today. It's It was a lot of drama behind the scenes, apparently, but it, it ended up being worth it. He would also direct her in The Clock, The Pirate, Zigfield Follies, and Till the Clouds Roll By. Now, that last one is a biography of Jerome Kern, who wrote Showboat and other iconic musicals, and it's a weird movie. I I didn't care for it, except for some of the musical numbers were pretty good, obviously. Um, But the overall movie is just an odd one. Zigfield Follies, I actually watched just about a day ago, and that one is Flo Zigfield looking down from heaven. It's, It's a beautiful film. But as far as visually, and it's just a bunch of little, I guess, vignettes. Definitely the highlight is not Judy. It is the dancing duo of Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly. It's just so nice to see them together. The entire movie could have just been them dancing and it would have been well worth it. It really, really just worth it just for that one number. I think my favorite movie that Minnelli directed, that in, I, I would consider him one of my favorite directors solely because of this movie, but also in others, is An American in Paris. Just because to watch the dancing go through all of these different schools of art, and you just go from the, the Impressionism and the Romanticism, it's just so, so beautiful to watch. It is an extraordinary, unique film. I 
No, some people think it gets overpraised. I think it's a classic for a reason. It is a gorgeous film and really shows off his understanding of color and art and movement with the camera, working with those sets to really bring a story together. It, I, I feel like when I watch his movies that the background doesn't overshadow the characters. It's its own character that weaves itself in and out of the people that you're watching. And he's, I just think he was a master at what he did. Very very talented and I'm glad they they crossed paths. I think they did good work together and he really was able to help Judy transition into the the young adult roles and they brought in even a new makeup artist on maybe in St. Louis. Her name was Dottie Ponadel and she helped Marlene Dietrich kind of hone her look over the years and there were small tweaks but what we got was that classic young adult Judy with the the big red lips and the very soft brown eyes and the the very pretty natural flowing hair. It was a great combination. They actually remained very good friends over the years and Judy wouldn't let anybody else work on her at that <laughs> after that. And she said that Mimi in St. Louis was the first time she saw herself on screen and felt like she was pretty. And I think Vincent Minnelli, you can tell that he filmed her in a way that he saw her, which was this beautiful woman that had every possible emotion in her face at any given time. And then he just made the most of that, I think, more than most directors did with her. He has nothing to do with this episode, but that's what's going on in Judy's life in the background. A great union of two legendary artists. Again, a great opening number by Judy. Really funny skit with Bob Hope. It's not the best male call. It's not the best, you know, Judy performance, but it's a strong one. From April 1945, this is Judy Garland in Mail Call. Call from the United States of America. Stand by, Americans. Here's mail call. One big package of words and music and laughter delivered to you by the stars from whom you want to hear. In answer to the request you send to Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. In response to your many persistent letters, fellas, this mail call is going to be supervised by one of the loveliest girls of the screen, MGM singing star, Judy Garland. the sun, love can be two hearts that flower as one, it can be fine and free, but that kind is not so very easy to find, love can be a force for failure, You may not even remember 
be a joy forever or an empty name. Love is almost never ever the same. Love can be an evil doer. Love can be a fraud. Love can make you feel like you were a dog. Love can be a snow-capped mountain. Love can be the truth. Love can be an endless fountain of you. of mail that pours into the Armed Forces Radio Service from overseas, and there was one particular singing group who had a lot of mail stacked up. Well, I couldn't mean any other than those masters of harmony, the Mary Max, singing Stand and in the Need of Prayer. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer Not my sister, not my brother, but it's me, me, oh Lord Standing in the need of prayer It's me, it's me, oh Lord Standing in the need of prayer Oh, God's chilling off standing in the need of prayer It's me, it's me, oh Lord Standing in Not my baby, not my baby 
God, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my uncle, not my auntie, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Max, that was really merry. And now for all you guys and gals out there who like to hear 88 keys ripple, here's real talent. The toast of New York's smart nightclubs, that wizard of the ivories, Carmen Cavallero.
Thank you, Carmen Cavallero. You can bring your flying fingers back to mail call any time. Say, uh, Judy. Yes, Don. You know, Judy, what I've been thinking all evening, here you are, Mr. Ceremonies, on a big radio show, and yet it was only just a few years ago that you first arrived here in Hollywood. Yes, Don, Hollywood's been very, very good to me. Well, I guess you've got just about everything that a girl could want. Well, I, I have been lucky, Don, but I, I still haven't got the one thing I've always dreamed about. What do you mean? Don't you remember? I'll, I'll tell you if you'll listen. Dear Mr. Gable, I am writing this to you, and I hope that you will read it so you'll know. Heart beats like a hammer, and I stutter, and I stammer every time I see you at the picture show. I guess I'm just another fan of yours, and I thought I'd write and tell you so. I didn't want to do it. You made me love you. And all the time you knew it. I guess you always knew it. You made me happy sometimes. You made me glad. But there were I didn't want to tell you I think you're grand That's true, yes I do Deed I do, you know I do I can't tell you what I'm feeling The very mention of your name Sends my heart reeling You I mean, Don, I've wished there, and wished for him. There, there, Judy. Your wish will come true. You really think so? Well, certainly. Why, who knows? Maybe the door will open this very minute and Clark Gable will walk in. Oh, if he only would. Don, you don't suppose? Come in, come in! Quiet, Bob! Oh! Hello, Judy. Hello, Don. Oh. What's wrong? Well, Bob, you know... Uh... Turn on the heating system. What is it? Huh? Well, Bob, Judy was just sort of hoping that it would be Clark Gable. Oh, I'm sorry, Judy. I'm in the wrong studio. I'll check. Oh, well, oh, no, Bob, wait a minute, wait a minute. Please but... don't go. Oh, but I'm Bob Hope, and you wanted Clark Gable. I know, but people get used to margarine instead of butter. <laughs> Would you please stay? No, I'm not kidding myself, Judy. I'm no Clark Gable, and I know it. Well, now, don't say that, Bob. That's not true. Why, name one thing that Clark Gable's got that you haven't got. Women. <laughs> now, you don't have to make me feel good, Judy. No, Bob, I'm serious. You and Mr. Gable are similar in many respects. You really think so? Of course. Why, well, you're both... 
You, you both... Uh... Well, you're both men. Flattery will get you no place, Judy. I'll just be running along, if now, you don't mind. Now, wait, Bob, I, I'm afraid I've hurt you. Oh, that's all right. No. You, you, you've got that hurt look in your eyes. It's not your fault. I strained them yesterday going through Esquire. <laughs> Stuff, <laughs> well, I don't see why you won't listen well, to Well, it's me. no use, Judy. How can I hope to compete with Clark Gable? All the women love those beautiful big ears of his. <laughs> oh, well, don't you worry, Bob. Your nose is as big as both of them put together. No. <laughs> now, I'll, make a con- I'll make a confession, Bob. I've, I've often dreamed about you, too. You have? Uh-huh. You know, sometimes you're a, you're a knight in shining armor, and sometimes you're a cowboy riding out on the plains, and... Then other times you're a Northwest Mountie roaming a frozen wilderness. Don't I ever go out with anybody but a horse? (laughs) But anyway, Judy, you better forget me. I'm not for you. You know my reputation in this town. I'm a wolf. Oh, no, you're not. You're not a wolf. You're sweet and innocent and noble and pure. (laughs) Have you talked to any girls at Earl Carroll's lately? You almost got the laugh there. You know that. I don't care what... You're sweet and innocent, noble and pure. I thought you were going to pull out a bladder for a minute. I'm going to lay down it, you know what I mean? It's all right. I may, get, I may have a spot in here later. Go ahead. Go ahead. I carry a grudge, you know. Go ahead. It's all right. I don't care what anybody says. I know an honest man when I see one. Judy, please. It's the truth. You're a square shooter. Look at that square jaw. Look at those square shoulders. <coughs> oh, Judy. I mean it. I think you're the biggest square I ever met. <laughs> no, Judy, all those people don't call me a wolf for nothing. I'm a pretty cynical man of the world. Oh, no, you're not. You, you've just built up a hard shell to protect yourself with from the outside world, but underneath that hard shell, you're soft and mushy. What am I, a man or an oyster? What is that? Don't you believe what you read in the papers? I'm at Ciro's with Lorraine Bacall one night. I'm at Romanoff's with Lana Turner the next. Then I'm in the Coconut Grove with Ann Sheridan. I know. I've seen those items, but I know they're not true. Why, a man of your age wouldn't have that much energy. <laughs> like a straight line of rehearsal. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Judy. I'm not that old. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I didn't mean you were real old, like Ben Crosby. <laughs> Please, let's leave Barbara Fritchie's boyfriend out of the <laughs> No matter what you say, you'll never convince me that you're a wolf, Bob. I trust you. And if you stopped your car out on the dark street and said you were out of gas, I'd believe you implicitly. You would, really? Yes. Doing anything tonight, Judy? <laughs> just, just to show you how I trust you, I will go out with you tonight. You will? Ho, 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 ho. Oh, Bob, I didn't 
didn't know you did imitations of Cocker Spaniels. <laughs> there was no Cocker Spaniel, believe me. Well, Judy, since you're the outdoor type, I suppose you like sports. Oh, yes. Baseball, golf, swimming, fishing. How about sailing? You like sailing? Love it. Well, I'm each in the tunnel of love. Third boat from the end. I'll meet you later. <laughs> Max again, singing a brand new arrangement of There's a Great Day Coming Manana. Say, Bob. Yes, Judy? You know, it was very funny your mentioning the Tunnel of Love before. Well, what do you mean? Well, the first date I ever had, the fellow wanted to take me to the Tunnel of Love. On his first date with you? Yes. Gee, right into combat with no basic training. <laughs> no, I'll never forget that, boy. What a character. I know just the kind of guy you mean. I'll give you two to one he wore a jazz ball. That's right. And every Sunday afternoon, he'd take you walking. <laughs> Judy. Yes, Robert? I'm sure having fun walking down the street holding hands. <laughs> well, why don't you hold one of mine? <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Robert, you look so nice today. What have you got in your hair? Oh, something new. Hog fat. <laughs> What's new about hog fat? Well, this is today's. <laughs> Come on, let's keep moving. When I stand still, it runs down my collar. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Robert? Robert, what's that you're chewing on? Candy? Nope, tar. Tar? Robert, throw that tar away. Can't. Been trying to for six days. <laughs> you know, you look nice, too, Judy. I like that dress. Yes? My, my mother made it for me out of a potato sack. What do you think of it, hmm? Should have took out more potatoes. <laughs> At times like this. Got another great line. At times like this, I'm... Sorry, I'm not a masher. <clears throat> I just read... 
need the stuff, folks. <laughs> Tonight, Robert. Oh, I don't know. Well, let's do something different, something exciting. Okay, let's go down to the swamp and croak at bullfrogs. <laughs> oh, no. Let's go to the drugstore. Let's, come on, let's go to the drugstore and get a soda. Oh, soda, soda, soda. That's all you girls want. Come on home and I'll make you soda. I've told you a hundred times, Robert, it can't be done. You can't get bubbles into a glass of water by using a bicycle pump. <laughs> at the counter. Okay. One root beer, four straws. <laughs> Did you say four straws? Yeah, we're supposed to meet another couple here. <laughs> what do you belong to, a share of the burp club? <laughs> oh, please, please hurry. I'm awful thirsty. Oh, keep your shirt on. Robert, did you hear what he said? Yeah, and I think he's right. It's kind of cool in here. <laughs> Here's your root beer, curly nose. <laughs> Gee, that root beer looks pretty good. Here's your straw, Judy. Come on, I'll race you. Okay, Robert, I'll just... I won. <laughs> Robert, I didn't even get one drop in my straw. Well, here, squeeze the drippings out of mine. <laughs> Come on, Judy, let's go home. I'm kind of anxious to get to your house. <laughs> well, all right. Just a minute, lover boy. There's such a thing as money, you know. That'll be ten cents. Oh, yeah? Well, here you are. There's five. Come on, let it drop, brother. Okay, okay. Gee, Robert, what a sacrifice. You gave him your camper bag. Well, come on, let's get out of here. Well, it was nice of you to take me home, Robert. Yeah, here's your house. Mind if I come in for a while? No, I don't mind. Oh, look, there's my old grandfather sitting on the porch. Hello, Grandfather! That's, That's all right, Grandpa. Don't bother to get up. <laughs> inside. Mm-hmm. Come on, Robert. Let's sit on the couch. <laughs> Is it soft? Why, Robert? Shucks, I don't want to break this egg I got in my pocket. <laughs> well, here we are. Yep. Just look at me cuddle. Gee, I, I sure can cuddle, can't I? <laughs> oh, Robert, put your Easter bunny away and pay some attention to me. I want to hold hands. Oh, we hold hands every night. I thought of something way better than that. You did? Yep. Nobody's around, are they? Nope. Well, come on, let's take off our shoes and hold toes. <laughs> right there. <laughs> I sure go for you, Judy. Judy? Oh, Judy! Oh, I'm afraid we've awakened Mother. Yes, Mother, what is it? Daughter, have you got that boy Robert down there, or did the stable door blow open? <laughs>
mother, she'll never learn that there are no stairs in this house. <laughs> Young man, you've been calling on my daughter for 12 years. That's right. I don't know what your intentions are, but I doubt it. <laughs> well, I love Judy, and I want to marry her. Mm. Young man, you'll have to make a lot of money. Duck soup. And you'll have to do everything you can to make my daughter happy. Duck soup. And you'll have to build her a beautiful home. Duck soup. And naturally, I intend to come and live with you. Oops, one meatball. That's it, fellas. The end of another mail call letter. Signatures include Judy Garland, the Mary Max, Carmen Cavallero, Bob Hope, Frank Nelson, Paul w- Paula Winslow, the Armed Forces Radio Service Orchestra, and yours truly, Don Wilson. This program is arranged with the cooperation of the Hollywood Victory Committee. Another mail call will be coming your way the next time you hear... This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Thank <laughs> you.